0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 week 12 rankings start sit and complete breakdown position by position you want to jump to a position you hit the time codes also if you just want to check the rankings and follow along with us down in the description, as is the Pat Mayo experience. Listeners League, only 2,000 spots this week. Made it smaller for the holiday because some people just aren't going to join on a Sunday because they got other things to do or they're going to forget. So go get your spot right now because it's probably going to fill exceptionally quickly. Already have Thanksgiving content out for the DraftKings slate and the spread Pick slate. So please go check those out on Mayo Media Network after you smash the like and sub to Mayo Media Network on YouTube. Additionally, I am giving three of you out there. One $100 in straight cash. All you need to do is rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcasts. You leave that five-star review, make up something you enjoy about the show, leave your Twitter handle and or email address, and boom, you're in the draw. I'm giving the winners out next Wednesday on the show. So you got 30 seconds, you can win 100 bucks, and you can help us out tremendously. Jake Sealy from The Athletic is on the line, one of the top five most accurate rankers to date per fantasy pro so far. Congratulations. I hope you can keep this going.
1: Uh, so do I, because uh, Ratcliffe and I combine is the most accurate ranking show of all time because <laughs> he's number one right now. So you can, nowhere else can you find two inside the top five. You've reminded me, I had a feeling I didn't cash because I didn't get the alert. And I looked at my lineup from last week. I went with the contrarian. Hey, maybe Russell Wilson's figure is better. That lineup did not work. <laughs> yeah, that's t- that, that entire
0: Seattle offense is just tough to figure out right now, especially if you're like in the mix for a playoff spot. You need to win this week. Like, What do you do? Like, I have DK on a few teams. I benched him last week because I have enough options because – I have like Debo on that team. So I was like, all right, I can just play Debo and fill in a running back in the flex. But like, it's, it's risky biz playing DK Metcalf at the moment.
1: It really is right now. And the funny thing is that you said that is I have some people that their trade deadline hasn't passed yet. And actually that's pretty common to have Thanksgiving week as the trade deadline. And you bring up DK Metcalf and I think who was it? Somebody was asking about, Oh, it was, would you trade DK? I need a win. Would you trade DK Metcalf for Mike Williams? And I was like, I, for this week? And it's not that different going forward. I mean, I would still take DK if he could get past. But for this week, I would probably go Mike Williams. It's kind of, I think you have him ahead of DK. No, they, you have him close in your ranks, even though they're facing Denver. But I feel better. About Williams' floor versus DK's floor.
0: Yeah, it's more of a risk reward thing. Maybe net this is the week where right. Russell's finger is actually a little bit better and all of a sudden we're doing <laughs> we're doing well with the Seattle
1: offense. We're gonna be doing the Jacoby Myers. This is the week he scores a touchdown. It's gonna be like his finger's better this week. His finger's better this oh, his finger's finally better. <laughs> Let's talk
0: running backs uh right off the hop. Number one, Christian McCaffrey in the rankings. Jonathan Taylor comes in at number two. It was nice to see McCaffrey back to McCaffrey type volume. Once again, that's exactly what we want to see. You know, maybe one day he can score more than one touchdown in a game. And all of a sudden we're off to the races. <laughs> I wouldn't expect Jonathan Taylor to score five every single weekend, even though this is a tough matchup. Uh, he's just performing too well. He seems like he's matchup proof at this point, And that's going to be fun when he scores six points this week, but Hey, here we are. He's number two Najee, number three, Dalvin cook, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, AJ Dillon, Nick Chubb, Deandre Swift, and David Montgomery are the top 10. I do not have Alvin Kamara in my rankings, which means Leonard Fournette, Mark Ingram, Saquon Barkley, James Robinson, Daryl Henderson, Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Elliott, Cordero Patterson. Obviously I have him in and having coming back this week against Jacksonville, Melvin Gordon, and your boy, Miles Gaskin had another good game. So I got to give him a little bit of respect. I suppose the two (laughs) big names in here, Saquon and Zeke. Zeke's dealing with this knee thing. It's a good matchup. I could see more of a split in this game. It just feels like his upside may be cap. Same as Barkley, where Barkley, I don't know if he wasn't 100%, but he wasn't conditioned to 100%. So I can see his role expanding going forward. And he did enough. He was fine in the game. And obviously, much easier matchups from now until the end of your fantasy playoffs than facing the Buccaneers. But I do worry about their like overall upside, especially for this week, not being 100%.
1: Yeah, I'm not so much worried about Barkley as I am there overall as in the offense. Uh, He's still got all the targets and caught all of them in the passing game, so he's going to play. He's got basically the Christian McCaffrey use, is that what we want to see is Barkley coming out with 20 touches and at least a third of those touches being in the passing game. It really comes down to the Giants' offense, and, you know, initially I'm sitting here thinking Saquon Barkley needs to be top 10, uh, but... He, does he have a higher ceiling than a few guys in front of him? Absolutely. Uh, where you have him, is that a fair spot? Also, absolutely. And that just comes down to the Giants. It just comes down to the Giants and Daniel Jones. and You know what? Joe judge isn't on the safe seat. Yeah. He could easily get fired too, but if judge is going to push and he has any kind of pull and they think that he might get one more year of forgiveness with Gettleman gone and this Jason Garrett thing happens and they make a switch this week. I know we're doing this on Tuesday, but you told me Garrett wasn't the offensive coordinator this Sunday. I, that alone, I would move Saquon Barkley up he is. There's so many things. He didn't get rid of Daniel Jones. He's still part of the problem. But you get rid of Garrett, and yeah, uh, to go to the Cowboys thing, I would have both Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard hire both of them combined. All you do, and I've been hammering this point home that the only thing that almost saved my lineup on DraftKings last week was Joe Mixon. You just Devontae Booker went bananas against these Raiders. You just run on the Raiders, and if you have no cd lamb and you have no amari cooper and your top two wide receivers are that and even if you do have cd lamb with the way that Dak has looked since his injury he still doesn't look 100 you just lean on these two running backs i think this would be one of those games where you could see remember the days of deonta foreman or deonta freeman and tevin Coleman finishing as both rb ones for the falcons i'm not saying that's going to happen but it wouldn't shock me if that happened this week for the cowboys i could see the
0: exact same thing especially if zeke is healthier than maybe he's being made out to be right now. And it's not that he's going to miss the game. It just it seems like this sneeze hurting him. And he's probably going to need some shots, probably need some rest during the game. Or if Pollard just runs more routes as a receiver, like we saw last week against the Chiefs, too. Just find more ways to get Pollard on the field, use his explosiveness. You could definitely see it. The issue with Zeke right now is, when I'm looking at the guys above him, I feel pretty good about the guys above him in terms of volume. And that's why that they're ranked that
1: not way. Not Jacobs. Not Jacobs. I mean, Jacobs has ja- had five catches in back-to-back games. Ja- we've done this before. Jacobs has been miserable, though, overall, including that offense. As Jacobs is similar. He's kind of like, even though he's getting some re- receptions lately, we did that last year. You and, you and I joked about that for the longest time. It was after week one. I was like, it's happening! And then it never happened again. And we're doing this again this year. And I'm not saying so much for the past two weeks, but it just also comes down to... Jacob's best games are when they win, similar to Miles Sanders before he got hurt. And although last week seems a little bit different for Sanders, but it was like play Sanders when you think the Eagles are going to win, when you think Las Vegas is going to win, and maybe you think this is a competitive game right down the middle. The line—I was actually surprised at the line. I do think this is a closer game than the line that Vegas yeah, it was, has hey, it. I,
0: I, to- I took Vegas in the points here.
1: Uh, So did I. I did. I actually I already made my three slate. I actually did a parlay for all three games lines and the one that I hit immediately. I didn't even. And I I usually tweak them a little bit. I'll push them a little bit higher if I'm going to do a parlay uh, to get the odds there. But I didn't even touch the Vegas line. I just I just took Vegas to cover because what was it seven and a half to start?
0: Yeah, I would guess that seven. it's. I would guess it's going to get bigger as we go along. Like it's still at seven and a half. You at think drafting it's get sports worse. Back. Yeah, I, I, who wants to bet on the Raiders? They basically since they've come out of the bye, they've lost three straight and been because absolutely. Because Lamb. That's not how that. That's not going to be a thing. This this line is already without CD Lamb. I think that CD Lamb will end up playing because uh, I do have him in my right. rankings, but this line is without CD lamb right now. Cause that's where it's been all week. So if CD okay. lamb, if CD lamb is officially active and, hey, you what, bet and a, hell of a
1: lot more than I do.
0: And well, it's not even that it's about public perception when it comes to the betting odds, and we'll cover this on the spread show. But if he is declared active for this game, you have to figure there are, you know, Dallas is still a very public team, especially because they're now good. That, you know, who's going to sit there on Thursday morning on with open up their DraftKings Sportsbook app? And you can use code DOP to get yourself a bonus, by the way. Shout out to the Dogger Pass Pod. Uh Yeah, dope. Dop. Dop is where you want to be at. <laughs> uh, that gives you like some sort of like free bets up to 100 bucks or 150 bucks or something. Um, but. Who's going to be sitting there, being like, you know who I want to bet? The Raiders plus seven and a half. It's like, now nah, I'm going to bet Dallas <laughs> minus seven and a half. Then the line's going to go to nine or something like that. The, the, here's the thing with Jacobs, though, and why it's it seems to be different this year than it was when we talked about it in that Week One against Carolina, when all of a sudden he was a receiving machine. So. It's Jacobs. He has five catches in consecutive games. That's great and everything. He has at least three catches in six of his past seven games. Like they are actually utilizing him in the passing game at this point. And it wouldn't be this high if Dallas's run defense wasn't so putrid. It's really bad. It's one of the worst run defenses in football. That if the Raiders do have a chance and they keep it close, like I think they will, it's because they're running the ball.
1: Okay. I mean, look, I'm not going to push too hard on it. I would just play. And again, I understand the concern with the knee. Uh, I'm just not enamored with Josh Jacobs. You make valid points though. I mean, very, Hey, I'm not going to disagree too much. Uh, you know, I'm looking right now. If my personal rankings, I'm estimating because I don't do mine until this afternoon. I think Jacobs would move down, but not far. Like I'd play Zeke and a healthy Cordero Patterson again over him. But I mean, that's two spots.
0: Okay, I, then, then that's pretty much the mix. Like, after, like, I think it ends at Henderson of, like, the safe volume guys. And then we're into yes. lesser talents and split situations.
1: And questionable with, like, if we knew Zeke was 100%, oh, he'd, he'd be top be 10. in that group. Yeah, he'd be top 10.
0: Yeah. No question. And, I, I'm not sweating A.J. Dillon after last week. He was still fine fantasy-wise. He just... <laughs> it seems like his performance was much worse than it was because everyone used him in daily fantasy and he scored like 16 yeah. and a half points or something <laughs> instead of 30.
1: It's that's perception often clouds the situation. That also was a pass, 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 happy game. So it was, saw Rogers went ballistic and that, that's not going to happen every single week. And, well, he, and, and, the Rams. He,
0: and he got involved in the passing game, which was great to see. Right. Right. So, yeah.
1: Uh, 21
0: to 30 at Damian Harris at 21 Antonio Gibson at 22 Seahawks still a bit tricky to run on versus pass on you can pass all over Seattle if you want to Miles Sanders Elijah Mitchell who should return this week Tony Pollard Ty Johnson with no Michael Carter Devonte Freeman Javante Williams JD McKissick and Kenyon Drake uh, in this spot I do think that Wilson is going to play a bit more of a thorn in the side of Elijah Mitchell, but mainly in the red zone, if nothing else. Um, I just, that game just seems weird to me, to tell you the truth. That feels like a very slow paced game. Doesn't feel like a super high scoring <laughs> game in my mind. And maybe I'm way off on that, but that's just the way that I envision that game going Minnesota and San Francisco.
1: Even if that's the case, uh, and I'm ready to say, look, hey, I get Shanahan again, but you know how I keep saying this, like once Shanahan has set on a running back until he was forced to do otherwise by injury, often he sits with his running back. I keep going back to this. Remember August, everybody was drafting Raheem Oster because he was the guy Shanahan approved. He wants Raheem Oster to be the guy. So I would move Elijah Mitchell higher. I actually think Jeff Wilson's underwhelming performance on so many touches just cements the fact that Elijah Mitchell is still the guy. So I would play Elijah Mitchell over the split of Damian Harris. I don't mind Damian Harris at all. I actually think that backfield is going to turn out to look like the Broncos going forward. So I would have Stevenson a little bit higher where they're both in that Where you kind of have the Broncos guys, that 22 to 30 range, and one of the two finishes top 15, one of them finishes right around 30, and they're both fine going forward. But I would play Mitchell over that split, Uh, and I would have Jeff Wilson a little bit lower, uh, just because I don't think Jeff Wilson's the answer. Jeff, Jeff Wilson also doesn't fit the scheme as well as Elijah Mitchell does, too, so don't forget that.
0: It's true. I do worry about the touchdown ups. So just even looking at the Elijah sure. Mitchell fantasy performance, obviously doesn't do much in the receiving game outside of that weird one game against Arizona. But it's like... It feels like he has a hard cap in terms of a ceiling, and it really takes a lot for him to get there in terms of rushing yards. Like the games that he has scored more than 13 points in a game this season, 137 yards, 107 yards, 104 yards. That's great. I mean, that's what you want from your running back too. But the Mm -hmm. downside performance isn't great because he doesn't have that, like he doesn't have the touchdown floor and he doesn't have the reception floor to really help him along. Like against the Rams, 27 for 91. That's a good game. That's 9.1 points for him. That's not great at your running well, back, so too. But he has like he has a bunch of, like, 8.2 points, 7.3 points, 9.1 points, 12.9 points. And then you have these spike games, but the spike games are only so high. So I do worry about the overall upside that comes along with him.
1: Sure. Uh, and if Jermichael Hasty was healthy, I think that'd be another conversation. But I think when you're down to Elijah Mitchell, uh, Wilson, and Trey Sermon, is that what you're talking about the Arizona game, That I don't expect it to be that high every single week, but I think what we see is Elijah Mitchell is now going to be used more in the passing game versus if Hasty was healthy because Mitchell versus Sermon, who's going to get kicked a third, and Jeff Wilson, I see more. I agree with you on the touchdown. I said, that's been one of the things. Elijah Mitchell, the entire season, only has two or three, if I'm remembering correctly, but only about two or three goal-to-go carries. He was never really the guy all year, period, in that kind of situation, so... I don't disagree with you on the touchdown. I do think he's going to see a little bit more passing game work. Again, that's also assuming his finger is fine. I mean, also that's going to affect the passing game on top of it as well.
0: And now Debo is like their primary running back too. So we can't
1: forget about that. <laughs> oh, of course. Debo, RB, RB1, RB and wide receiver 1.
0: It's a nice dimension to have to your game. Are you buying into Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard out for this week for the Eagles playing the Giants? I have... Like, I have him at number 23. Yeah. there's It feels like there's zero chance he finishes as running back number 23. It's either going to be, like, running back four or running back 41. Like, he's just that type of guy now.
1: <laughs> no, I actually think, you know, I can see him finishing around the 18 to 20 range because I think Boston Scott will still get sprinkled in enough, but it's a good good matchup. You're against the Giants with relative ease for most of the year. There's been some times where it's shown up, but more often than not, they don't uh, just go back to that Raiders game. And if you look at yeah, just Fournette and Ronald Jones, both these Ronald Jones, easy touchdown on that play. And they didn't even need Fournette as much as they normally do because that game was so out of hand so quickly. Uh, but the Giants are favorable, more favorable than a bad matchup. And it's more of the fact that Jordan Howard's hurt. If, I, if Jordan Howard was healthy, I'd be terrified of this backfield, even as Sanders was clearly the lead, even before Jordan got hurt. It just was that. 50 to 55 percent of the work. So maybe you get to the 60 and but Boston Scott's still going to be involved. So I think where you have him is a fair spot.
0: Yeah, it's because it, he's splitting carries with Jalen Hurts as well. And Jalen Hurts has started calling his own <laughs> number a little bit more around the goal line. And it's not like Miles Sanders was their primary red zone and goal line back to begin with. So that really, again, kind of caps his upside unless he breaks a big one. That's why the spike Miles Sanders performance is always really good because they're like 70 yard touchdowns. If he's not scoring those, it's tough for him to build up. I was actually a... looking. Whoa.
1: He actually, he has, even with missed time, he has five goal line and four goal to go, which is inside the five rushes on the season. Really? Second on the team. When when, yeah. when did those come? Earlier in the year or later in the year? Uh, I would have to pull up his actually player page. So I could tell you. <laughs> give me a second. On How, that I'll give one. you a
0: second. But I, are you okay where, where I have Ty Johnson? Or are you more of a Tevin Coleman man?
1: Oh, I'm 100% of Ty Johnson because I'm going to chase upside. Tevin Coleman was the lead as soon as this injury happened to Michael Carter for the rest of the game. Tevin Coleman led in snaps and touches after that point, but I'm going to chase up. Tevin Coleman, the comparison I made in my waiver column is he's Alex Collins. If you want an RB3 who gets you four to six points, whoop-de-freaked and do. Maybe he falls into the end zone and gets double that, but I'm just going to chase the upside of Ty Johnson. You know have been a Ty Johnson guy this entire year. So, Miles Sanders. He had one in week two, one in week four, two in week six, and then one again last week.
0: Okay. I mean Maybe I'm off on my assessment of that, but it it, it feels like when they score touchdowns near the goal line so far this year, it's been Hurts, it's been Jordan Howard, or Gainwell for whatever reason.
1: Uh, Gainwell actually does have six goal-to-go <laughs> rushes on the season.
0: So you're rolling the dice there That's with the easy touchdown upside. It's going to have to be a difficult touchdown for him. I still have him as right. start. He's a start. He's a running back, too. Just a I don't think
1: Sanders block. is all too different from Elijah Mitchell.
0: You know what? You're probably right. You would hope that he would catch more passes. I was going to say that Alex Collins is like the well, uh, the homeless person's Elijah Mitchell.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I was trying to think of anything worse than that. but <laughs> Soup kitchen, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah.
0: Panhandling, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, I don't even have Alex Collins as the highest ranked. Seattle, not that you want to play a Seattle running back. I, I think that Seattle is going to be trailing and throwing against Washington. So I had DJ Dallas at number forty-one in the rankings. That is the highest Seattle running back. Like it's so hard to play any of these Seattle guys right now.
1: Oh, you have Alex Collins at thirty-six.
0: Oh, do I have him at thirty-six? No, I didn't yeah. lie. I thought I looked. I thought I looked but down and saw him lower. So yeah, he's thirty-six. No, but
1: that that just proves your point. <laughs> you don't even like it. <laughs> I I have no problem with DJ Dallas. This is the, the only concern I have about DJ Dallas is similar to the trap that we all I, admittedly myself I had Foreman the highest of the Tennessee running backs is that we fell into the hey, he looks better than the other options and the coaching staff says, "We don't care. We're using who we're using." Do you know the Foreman was still third. He was behind Dontrell Hilliard who just filled the McNichols role. So that that, that, that that's exactly Hilliard the thing.
0: Anymore. That's why I have mcnichols at number 38 the highest of the tennessee running backs is because if he comes back then that hillier role that we saw from last week when tennessee was losing would be mcnichols role and i expect them to be trailing against the patriots therefore mcnichols the highest ranked of the bunch
1: yeah and i agree with you i would i would still go adrian peterson over deont Foreman just because that's how their the pecking order is but uh, i bring that up to say I like D.J. D.J. Dallas is similar to the Ty Johnson situation. I think those are very Tevin Coleman and Alex Collins are the why are we even doing this? If you want four points, then that's why you do it. But I'll chase the upside of the pass catchers, more explosiveness. But the point being and why I brought up Foreman is to say we can sit here and watch games and say that definitively looks like the better player, has more juice, has more explosiveness. But. Teams aren't going to always go that route. How many times have we seen that? We saw Urban Meyer backs into a corner to go to James Robinson. We saw for the longest time they, what we just talked about Shanahan. So coaches aren't going to do what we want them to do, despite we sit here and watch. So upside Johnson and Dallas, but they could both conceivably finish with one point. If Kamara
0: plays on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. how high do you think he goes? He's just an absolute must start then.
1: Absolute must start, but I, I'd have a little bit of trepidation. You know, just the fact that, you know, it also is going to pen like Taysom Hill contract. Is that a sign that they're going to turn back to him and that he's finally 100% and he's now the quarterback that comes into play? Uh, you have how healthy is he coming back? Uh, so I would say. Seven, I'd still go mixing Eckler, Cook and the rest in front of him, uh, and that would drop maybe that would drop Ingram down Nick to like the, too? The,
0: the Miles Sanders range, then like mid mid 20s, yeah. like like Pollard, basically. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, is, too, is that why I even hesitate Kamara there is because, again, coming off the injury, you can argue Swift safer, Montgomery safer, Fournette safer. So you could argue that that's, he's, he's still an RB1. Your level of risk is going to depend on whether or not you want to throw him out. It's tough to bench Kamara, though. I mean, what kind of running back squad do you have if you're benching off Kamara? <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is true. So I want to let you know specifically, Jake, if this is available to you. Uh, there's a special prize picks promotion this week on th- starting on Thursday. Basically, it's a free square. So you can play, you know, player props up to five. You have to play at least two, up to five, then you get like multipliers on your money. So if you use code MMN at prizepicks.com, they'll match you up to a hundred dollars. So you deposit a hundred dollars you get $100 extra. So you get $200. But they're offering a Josh Allen over under .5 completions starting on Thursday, plus flash sales, decreasing the number of yards or receptions on different players throughout the day. If you go check back, this is a great opportunity to both cash in in the Mayo 7-11 props contest by taking Josh Allen. That's a free square. Uh, and then if you go five five in that, you get the bonus $50 as well. They, all the information is down in the description. But I highly recommend that you do that. It's... If there's a way that you want to get some money down, uh, this is probably the best way to do it. All you need to do is find one other spot where you like, it's probably Tony Pollard over rushing yard. To tell you the truth. They'll be set at like 35 and a half or something. So Josh Allen over one completion, Tony Pollard over rushing yards. Boom. You win three times your money. So pricepicks.com code M M N sounds pretty good, right?
1: It does. Sorry, I was taking a drink of water. So, but yes, I was sitting here, I was saying that, like, I, I, can I re-sign up again?
0: <laughs> you can. I mean, you can, and if that's available, that prop is available to anyone. So, if you already have a PrizePix account, you can get access to that. If you don't have it, use code MMN deposit get your money, and then boom, get in on that one because that is a it's a free money giveaway. Unless he like pulls a hamstring somehow in pregame, but I would <laughs> bet you they would refund Stop. your money don't if that say. was the case.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't don't put that evil on him. Well, I'm, um, I,
0: I'm not cussed, so I, I think we're pretty clear here going into it. Although Josh Allen could be hurt because he doesn't look like Josh Allen anymore.
1: Just don't ask Lauren. We, we cursed Elijah Mitchell last week because we sat there ranting and raving how we can trust Shanahan. And then Elijah Mitchell breaks his finger <laughs> hours <laughs> later. Well, the report that he had broken his finger.
0: <laughs> Wide receiver rankings for the week. I have Cooper Cup. Number one, he's back. Let's let's put him at number one. Devontae Adams in the same game. Number two, Justin Jefferson, with his increased usage the past two weeks, is back inside the top five. Number three, Debo, Mike Evans, assuming Antonio Brown is not playing again. Stephen Diggs on Thanksgiving. Terry McLaurin, who just continues to dominate very quietly, having an awesome season where he's not being pointed to as one of these top-end receivers, but... The stats would indicate otherwise. C.D. Lamb, I have in the rankings. I have him at number eight. If he plays, Deontay Johnson, number nine. Keenan Allen at number ten. Dallas guys this week. Let's say, listen, if if Lamb's playing, you're playing Lamb. It's just how it's going to go. If he doesn't play though, how do we structure the rest of the Dallas receivers? I would go Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, maybe Malik Turner over Noah Brown. But like, where would they actually fit into the rankings? Like, how high would Michael Gallup go?
1: I think you have to consider Gallup in the DJ Moore range. I I wouldn't put him inside the top 15, um, but I would say that he deserves to be the the, the thing that we always have the conversation with, like somebody like Gallup and Gallup is a proven talent. But at the same time, Is is he a one? That's what exactly is he an alpha? And you know, you kind of look at the situation. And granted, Rashad Bateman was dealing, he's a rookie, he was also dealing without Lamar Jackson. But you have to like, we it wouldn't be the first example we've had of somebody stepped into that number one and struggled a little bit. So I say, must start top 20 ish, right, right in that range, DJ Moore. And then Cedric Wilson, yeah, would be number two, but I'd put Cedric Wilson kind of in the Emmanuel Sanders, Marvin Jones kind of range, and I wouldn't even waste my time trying to figure out the rest because you would just see them lean even more on the run, which is already what we're expecting, but they have the answer for the number three anyway, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz kind of got left out once all three receivers were out there with Gallup's return, so Schultz would just be the three. Don't try to figure out whether it's Malik Turner or Noah Brown. And if you know, if you want to play a DFS Thanksgiving slate, and play one of those and hope that one of those catches a touchdown, that's the way you go. But for seasonal, the only two I would concern myself with are Wilson and Gallup.
0: There are three wide receiver plays if you're taking a risk on the Thanksgiving Day slate if you really want to go down that route. One is Traquan Smith, two is Khalif Raymond, and the third one I'm guessing is not in the Dallas game. It's going to be either Zay Jones or Deshaun Jackson if we hear that his role is increasing. <laughs> like, those are like – because those are one. like – those are like the lesser-known guys, and that's what you're going to need on on a DraftKings Thanksgiving slate. You're going to need the 3% I, guy that no one else has.
1: I, I, and That's why I was going to push, but I actually think Traequan Smith is going to be over 33%. No, he's, he's wide receiver he, 19. He,
0: he, he's right next to Cole Beasley, and everyone's using Cole Beasley.
1: But th- Oh, for price-wise? But I'm just saying, like, I, the interesting, it depends on what happens. We see this you group think. I've already seen the tweets. Wide receiver 19 the last four weeks. If Look at what blah, blah, blah. And I just... Put it this way, I don't disagree with your play, but I would just take whoever's got the lower roster ship between Callaway or Traquan Smith. I would just take the lesser one. I
0: think it's going to be Traquan. Just when people okay. click on the game logs, they'll see like, hey, Traquan's been doing all right. Callaway t- catches a touchdown every week, Simeon plays. Like That's the logic that will go into it.
1: And what if it's Taysom Hill?
0: That's such an interesting... It, it, do, do you think it's going to be Taysom Hill?
1: I don't see why it hasn't been unless he's not 100%, which there are rumors, some reports out there speculating that he's not 100%. And then you see that ridiculous contract yesterday. It's kind of like, okay, are they turning to him or is this contract just meaningless and now he's, this is a sign that Alvin Kamara, and they're going to use him as a gadget guy, like their version of Cordell Patterson who also plays quarterback. And I don't know, but I, I would say if Taysom Hill is that quarterback, I think that's better for Callaway because, granted, Neither Simeon or Hill are Drew Drew Brees, and neither of them, even Drew Brees included, are great big game forty yard bombs going up and down the field. But at least Hill is better than Simeon throwing downfield, uh, better air yards per target, and he has over a seventy percent completion percentage, so he actually hits some of his targets. So I think it would be better for Callaway and Traquan Smith. Although I don't think it's again, it's not like we're throwing Joe Burrow back there.
0: It's true. So I, it probably doesn't affect them as much as you would think. Although Taysom Hill would become a pretty interesting start on that slate too. And it would hurt Kamara and Mark Ingram because he might just steal the rushing touchdowns right. when it comes down to it. I think that,
1: everybody that, would be using Taysom Hill. Everybody. Ah, uh, maybe. You Cause use, you don't want to use Dak. You, you probably you know, don't want to use Tim nobody's Boyle. Nobody's using Derek Carr. Yes, I, I, Everybody would just, Taysom Hill, it, because of the price too. Everybody would just flock to Taysom Hill. Yeah, but you, but, you,
0: but you don't need a cheap running back on this or a cheap quarterback on this slate. Like, you can afford whoever you want on this slate. It's not hard to figure out a lineup.
1: Yeah, but you could get I mean, you could get Montgomery, Swift, and Zeke if you go with Taysom Hill.
0: Let's see. I can get Montgomery. Montgomery, Diggs, Ingram, assuming there's no uh Elvin Camaro with Josh Allen in my lineup, so and Swift? Uh not Swift, no. I mean, I could get Swift. I'd have to rejig everything, but I paid up for Hawkinson just to make it a little bit easier on myself. But just yeah, don't l-
1: pay up for Hawkinson.
0: Just looking at that slate, like Josh Allen is going to be the overwhelming chocolate quarterback, no matter who starts for the
1: Saints. Yeah, well then, don't do it. Go get Taysom Hill.
0: <laughs> He's a tough correlation play, is the issue. I know. But so if you w- want to
1: wait and stack that, if you want to do Taysom Hill and just... You know, Taysom Hill, Trae Quan, and bring it back with Stefan Diggs, and save all that for the late game. Maybe,
0: but the, the move would probably be plug in Kamara, uh, Davis, Knight Davis and I talked through this on the Thanksgiving show. Plug in Kamara, <laughs> then, and, the and then late wrong sw- show, and then late swap your <laughs> way down in case he is active. Then you have him in. If not, you can make the adjustment pretty easily. And just so few people are going right. to do that that that's probably going to end up being the move. Now, you guys have heard me talk about Beam before, they're a functional wellness brand founded by former pro athletes that make products to help you pursue your better and push the boundaries of what's possible. And for a limited time only, Beam's best-selling sleep product, Dream Powder Hot Coca, now comes in white chocolate peppermint just in time for winter. It's triple lab tested and contains the ultimate sleep-promoting ingredients. Nano CBD, Reishi, Magnesium, Ithenane and Melatonin, and no added sugar or artificial sweeteners. Drink a cup of White Chocolate Peppermint Dream right before bedtime for the best sleep you'll ever had. I had not been sleeping well, so I was like, hey, Beam, send me some of this stuff so I can test it out before I talk about it. Great sleeps ever since. Really helped me out when I was super sick, too, just allowed me the recovery time and rest I needed to get back to doing the shows and reading these ads. All for you. People absolutely love Dream. In the reviews, Matt G. This is from the Matt G. He said, tastes great, gets me ready for feeling and falling asleep, allows me to have a great night's sleep so that I will recover better. Great stuff. And if I happen to forget to drink it, I can definitely tell the difference. So that's Pretty awesome. I actually just super enjoy beam because if I'm drinking the night before, I take like the hangover one and I just feel great in the morning. Uh, No lingering side effects of the alcohol that I've consumed, which is really what I need at my advanced age. White chocolate peppermint dream only lasts for a limited time, so get it while it's hot. Great news! If you subscribe now, you can take advantage of Beam's best sale of the year for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You'll get 40% off the first three months of Peppermint Dream subscription, plus a free mug and frother, or 20% off a one-time purchase. Again, this is Beam's biggest offer of the year, and just like this new flavor, it won't last long. Head to beamorganics.com slash mayo. That's B-E-A-M-Organics.com slash mayo for 40% off the first three months of a Peppermint Dream subscription, plus a free mug and frother, or 20% off a one-time purchase, pause, or cancel at any time. Even though you're far from ordinary, the truth is that ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys age 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. The benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and, here's the good part, rediscover the joy of sex. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on the packages. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started? Also simple. Just go to GetRoman.com Mayo and complete an online visit. Go to GetRoman.com Mayo today, and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. Back to the Dallas guys for a second in terms of wide receivers, though, uh, for the rankings for the week. If CD is out, you said Gallup around DJ Moore. I have DJ Moore at number 20, so that entire 11 to 20 range. I have A.J. Brown in for the moment, at number 11, I like him if he plays. Obviously, I do not like him if he doesn't play. Adam Thielen, Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman, uh, Marquise Brown expecting him to be back. DK Metcalf running Cooks against the Jets. Mike Williams, Jamar Chase. There's DJ Moore. He's followed by Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, and Tyler Lockett. I would probably put in Gallup at number 23 uh, in between Smith and Lockett. Because I'd rather play Jalen Waddle. I don't care if the matchup's more difficult waddle just gets what he gets every week now he's like the most targeted guy of all time
1: uh, he sure is but he also is not really always what was how many touchdowns does he have two on the season he What's scored a rushing touchdown last week yeah the rushing touchdown well, so did jarvis landry so like that's really like what was that two weeks ago but anyway i i you know where i, I would slot at your rankings i would slot him at 20. i'd play him over dj Moore against miami outside uh again you can get over the middle which by the way you know that's something we talked about in that game as well as not wanting to go outside against them and where the process was right the result was completely wrong and i i told you to move elijah Moore down and that was completely wrong it was a giant broken play over the middle kudos but that's elijah Moore's is that good i'm not you know me i'm the king of saying don't take plays away it was the right process because he's playing outside it was the wrong call but i'm bringing that up to say DJ Moore could have the same result. He could have the broken play over the middle while he's spending time there. He's not going to be outside 100% of the game. But I would just play Michael Gallup versus DJ Moore and Waddle, who you just mentioned. Both of them have worse matchups. And then Devonta Smith's matchup is actually not that great. The Giants, the thing about the Giants, and we just saw it, is. They just let everything happen in front of them. So if you're looking for the big play, it's actually not a good thing. You want Mike Evans. You want Chris Guy when you want Batemans and Waddles and even DJ Moore's. You don't want the guy going streaking 40 yards downfield because they keep you in front of them and they just let everything happen and you just get touchdowns in front of them. But that's what you want. You actually want the guys who stay in that intermediate range.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm just looking at let's see. I'm looking at Jalen Waddle right now. He has the one touchdown over the past Five weeks. And in that time, he scored 20, 10, 16, 7, 15. And then the, he had the two touchdown game, and scored 29. Just it's so hard to mine basically double digit targets every single week. And sure. There's a safety to him. And the DJ Moore thing, I think it could be a lot like the Elijah Moore thing. I guess the big key difference between the two is we trust DJ Moore a little bit more in terms of a talent and being the number one on that team. Because a lot of the stuff with Elijah Mitchell or Elijah Moore last week was he's just not playing that many snaps. Then all of a sudden he did play all of the snaps, which was really good. Not all of the snaps, but for the Jets receivers, he played the most snaps on the outside. It was like, okay, here we go. He's not playing like fourth most on the team anymore. The big difference would be is that... With Cam at quarterback, they're just going to run so much that the overall opportunities may not be there for D.J. Moore. He's kind of there resting on name value alone. Like If you didn't want to play D.J. Moore, couldn't really fault you because he really hasn't been all that good.
1: Right. So to go to your point, that's why I would play Gallup in front of him. But if you want to do Waddle 20, Gallup 21, and then Moore Smith to just change your own. I mean, it sounds like you just made the case in and of itself to play Waddle over Moore.
0: I think that you're right. I that that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna move Waddle up to 20, and then I would slot in Gallup right there. Yeah, I'll go Waddle, Moore, Smith, Lockett, and then T. Higgins. That's the way that I would go with the rankings in this T-Hee spot. Higgins. T Higgins. Darnell Mooney Toons. Number 25, Hunter Renfro, number 26. Ayuk, Elijah Moore, Jerry Judy, Van Jefferson. I have Sterling Shepard back this week. So he is the highest of the Giants receivers, as you continue to point out whenever he finishes a game. He's their best receiver, so if he plays, he's number 31. (laughs) Rashad Bateman, assuming this is all assuming Lamar is playing this week. He's at 32. Claypool, Gallup, as it currently stands with the Lamb, in the rankings at 34. Marvin Jones, Emmanuel Sanders, Jarvis Landry, Cole Beasley, Kadarius Toney, and Tim Patrick, he of a new deal. Traquan's at number 41, in case people were wondering. Uh, Is there anyone that is, like, egregiously misranked here, do you think?
1: Mm, not really i'm kind of looking down here and i'm seeing no good we can't from... see i can't see anybody that really argue that much about it. I, I have concerns about emmanuel sanders i might slide him back a little bit because uh, people only remember the good and yeah. it, 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 people don't remember the good and they're like oh I mean, mean, like <laughs> there hasn't even been that much good unless he scores a touchdown and in the saints matchup this is where like that's one where like okay cole beasley's not been on the field enough i'm actually concerned about cole beasley long term but just this one game, I would slightly lean Beasley over Sanders for the matchup. But outside of that, you know, I'd probably go Tim Patrick a little bit higher. But again, we're nothing nothing's egregious enough where I'm gonna sit here and be like, we need to sit here and have a two-minute argument of why you have this person too low. There's nobody really in this range. They're all we've once you got to Shepard. If this what well, the guarantee can even play. Basically, once we got to the thirties, it's gross at wide receiver. Yeah. You, already.
0: You're really dealing with a lot of like potential upside guys like Callaway in that game or Khalif Raymond, who I mentioned, who I do like, or if, Chris Goodwin, if, or Chris Goodwin, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, I I was pulling the guys from the Monday Night Football broadcast. Chris Godwin, Marquise Goodwin. Um, Marquise Goodwin on Thanksgiving, if Allen Robinson doesn't play, and then Andy Dalton is there. At least he's a deep threat that you can look at. Donovan Peoples-Jones, if he's back. The one that I am interested in. Maybe this is more of a DraftKings-type play than anything come Sunday, but if A.J. Brown doesn't go, Des Fitzpatrick filling in for... Marcus Johnson seems to be the Julio Jones replacement. So Nick Westbrook Ikena for AJ Brown. It now seems like it's Des Fitz Des Fitzpatrick for Julio Jones if he's going to be <laughs> not out there. So I have him at number 50 against the Patriots
1: so i was actually going to bring that up when we got down to that range but even if aj brown is out there the so the thing is, is the reason marcus johnson was a play i actually had him as sleeper last week thanks for getting hurt so early and it's the same he's not playing it's the same hamstring that he dealt with before so he's probably done for weeks but marcus johnson the reason that he leap leapfrogged uh at westbrook akina is because he fills the julio jones role westbrook Aquina. It's kind of just basically set into that what they brought in Josh Reynolds to be, which never happened, and that third option more over the middle of the field. So I was going to bring that up and even say that even if A.J. Brown plays the way that you have him, you have Fitzpatrick in front of yes. Westbrook Akina. It's not a big gap, but Fitzpatrick fits the Julio Jones role better than Westbrook Akina does. The problem is Fitzpatrick's a fourth-round rookie, uh, still you know chasing – a potential zero as much as an upside, but the way that you have them, I'm glad that you have Fitzpatrick in front of Westbrook Akeena.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's just basically a one for one. Fitzpatrick for Julio and then Westbrook Akeena for AJ Brown. Although we might. <laughs> I see- like that.
1: You like what? That you have go all the way down at fifty-seven because we don't trust Urban Meyer. Watch it! I said this on the show with Lauren. I said, watch it be Tavon Austin and Laquan Treadwell. No, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the it's
0: gonna be the recently activated John Brown.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. But too. but but, he, but here's
0: the sneaky thing about the Jags—they don't score any fucking points. So you don't <laughs> want to play any of these guys anyway.
1: You just you just did the Happy Gilmore reminder. The problem is not any good.
0: <laughs> like it's tough when the team scores no points. That's the problem with all these Giants receivers too. Like outside of Shepard, who can, or like Tony in a PPR when Shepard isn't playing, they don't score any points. So
1: I know T- Tony pulled the Julian Julian
0: <laughs> Julian Edelman on us in that game. Yeah, that was bad. Or the, or the Rondell Moore from the
1: weekend. That one as well. Yeah, I mean that was also Julian Edelman too. Yeah,
0: I mean that the, 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 the. What what was Edelman's like? Seventeen for sixty nine or something? Eighty three. Eighty
1: three. was. I think it was. Thirteen for eighty three. It's pretty good. I know. Go to go. Go to go to your. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to remember the game. I know what year it was. So I can pull that up really quick while you move to tight ends. I,
0: I, I remember Amandola having those sorts of games when he was on the St. Louis Rams uh, back in the so day about, as well. It's,
1: it was week two of 2013. And while it's loading, yep, here we go. I knew 18 was in my head for a reason. That was his targets. It was 18, 13 receptions, 78 yards. Pretty good. If he had scored a touchdown, it would have been a monster day ridiculous reason why ppr full ppr sucks
0: i disagree because 20.8 those, th- those, those are such outlier games <laughs> they happen like once every three years
1: no no no, no. but still full, full point ppr is still way too a negative five yard catch blown up screen is still plus po- positive 0. 0.5 no get out of here full point ppr is trash
0: no now people like scoring. That's what they want to see. Tight ends, for so boost the yards. The, the week? No, that, that's stupid. George Kittle, number one in the tight end rankings. Darren Waller, Mark <laughs> Andrews, Dallas Goddard, Sticky Gesicki at number five. Dalton Schultz at number six. Kyle Pitts, Rob Gronkowski, Dawson Knox, T.J. Hawkinson, ah! Firemouth at number eleven. Hunter Henry and Tarzan Dan Arnold. He of zero targets last week drops all the way down to number thirteen. Higby, Fant, Cole Komet. I like my tight end rankings this week. I don't see how they could be inaccurate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's because they're tight end rankings. Who really cares that much? Uh, I tweeted out the gif from (laughs) Revenge of the Sith. You broke my heart, Dan Arnold. I loved you. You're my brother. And yeah, big fat zero. But I'm going back to him as well. I think if you're looking for a potential streamer with Adam Troutman off the board, I mean, honestly, you're looking at Cole Komet against Detroit, who didn't have a good game. And a great matchup last week, but I think that's where you have to go because everybody else in front of them at this point is pretty much rostered where they can't be streamers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe someone dropped Fant because he was on bye week and then had COVID three weeks ago that maybe he's now available. I don't know. He's
1: not even that that good.
0: No, he's not. But, like, as a streamer, he's fine.
1: And you could pray... Evan Ingram continues the run of tight ends just scoring touchdowns on the Eagles, but, but I,
0: I think we saw the full Evan Ingram regular experience once the Giants have their guys back.
1: Well, Kyle Rudolph's also out now too. Well, <laughs> Kyle Rudolph. I,
0: it's sad. See, that, <laughs> that, that that's the whole thing about Evan Ingram. <laughs> that comment is why Evan Ingram is terrible.
1: No, no, no. That comment right there is why Jason Garrett needed to go. Period is because they brought in Kyle Rudolph because Jason Garrett has to Jason Garrett.
0: Do you have any other comments about tight ends this week? Like, it, you, you play who you got at this point, I think.
1: Uh, hopefully at this point of the season, yeah. And hopefully you have a top 12 option. Hopefully.
0: Pray. Maybe two top two options. I mean, Kelsey. Hey, if a, Logan Thomas Ke-
1: is back, put him right back inside the top 10. That's the Wait, only thing I
0: will say. Would you put him inside the top 10? Yeah, I would play Logan Thomas
1: over Dawson Knox and TJ Huggins. I, I
0: I would not. I would play, I'd probably put him a spot ahead of Dan Arnold week one back. Like, I'd feel, man, Frymouth scores every week now.
1: Yeah, but 50% now. Ebron just keeps ticking back up in the snap. I don't you know I love air fryer mouth I fire fu- mouth for your show, sorry. But the point is is just I, I that 50%. I, look, the Washington's been patient enough with Logan Thomas that I think if they bring him back he's fine at this point. That's maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they're going to bring him back unless they're ready for him to be back.
0: I would slot him in like I said, in between Hunter Henry and Dan Arnold week 1 back. I go uh, a little bit higher. Um,
1: I, it's tight end. I have no problem chasing the upside of what Logan Thomas was scoring double digits in all three games before he got hurt, and they still need a number two. They're still screwing around with DeAndre Carter and Cam Sims. But they need Logan Thomas.
0: Cam, the Sims. I was asked this week if the Sims was still a thing. I don't I think, know yeah. if it is or not. Is it?
1: I don't know. I never played the Sims. That one never had an appeal. I played Sim City. The Sims never had appeal to me. Okay. Well, people should
0: use runthesims.com slash Mayo. Get yourself a discount over there. Run every slate, every game, every player prop, every projection 10,000 times. It'll give you your ceiling projection, your floor projection, your medium projection. Runthesims.com slash Mayo. Get in on that now. Quarterbacks. I got Brady at number one for the week because a lot of these high-end options either have question marks or... They have not been super trustworthy, to tell you the truth. So Brady at number one, Hurts at number two, Lamar, if he plays, I'm playing Lamar. He's been the best per-game quarterback there's been this year. Hurts actually, I think, has the most overall points now, him or Brady, I'm not sure. Josh Allen, number four, Herbert, number five, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Cam Newton, Dak, banged up Dak Prescott, and Jimmy G. Jimmy G continues to give you very, like, average to good performances the past three weeks, and this is how I think you want to get at Minnesota. (laughs) Just go down the field on them.
1: Yeah. So by the way, Hertz is number one, but Brady is one, and Lamar Jackson are two in points per game in front of Hertz.
0: Okay. Just so you now. Well, I mean, we had the discussion on the show when we did the quarterback rankings of why we had Hertz ranked so highly coming into the season because the path was like, if Hertz is good, he could be the number one quarterback. If he's bad, that was he's, was he's not say, playing. That's anymore.
1: exactly what we said. Yeah. <laughs> this we is said what's he happening. could be the number one quarterback. <laughs>
0: It only makes sense. There's only so many. I mean, Brady is sort of an anomaly to this. I didn't expect him to be this good in terms of fantasy. But right. when you look at all of the other quarterbacks who are at the top who are not Tom Brady, they, they do two things specifically run and pass.
1: And that's the appeal there, especially with the rush. The comparison we kept drawing was Lamar Jackson for Jalen Hurts is that he doesn't even have to pass that well. Right. How many times did I say Jalen Hurts give Dan, Daniel Jones last year's numbers to Daniel Jones passing? That's it, which was a miserable season. The, didn't even throw, what, 3,000 yards and no touchdowns? Not no, but you know what I'm saying. And you just give him those numbers, and what he did as a rusher over 17 games, and he finishes fifth at quarterback. So there we go. We're seeing it. I was initially going to say I don't like Carson Wentz at 13, but then I'm looking at the names behind him. I know.
0: And like, it, it's, it gets eh, risky. basically. Okay. <laughs> Like If you want a a streamer this week, it's Garoppolo, then Wentz, then Teddy B. I like Teddy B in this matchup with the Chargers if the script breaks the way that the Chargers actually score points early, and then they can't just run the ball the entire game because I think you can pass all over the Chargers, too. That's not a big deal. Uh, So I like Bridgewater there. And Heineke against Seattle at number 16. I have Russell Wilson at 15. That seems like such a bad hedge. But Washington's pass defense still isn't good.
1: No, it's not. The only one, and their defense is really good. But I'd go to after outside of the Baltimore game. They're still passing a ton. That Baltimore game was just he wasn't even that wasn't even a hundred percent game. That was that was the one that he filled in right. That's the one he came in for Brissett right.
0: Yeah, I like this game to be a very slow game, just a very like not a ton of plays run, low scoring type game. I I just don't like it a lot. I
1: still go two over Lawrence. I'd go two over Lawrence. Uh, maybe Matt Ryan. If I'm chasing ceiling. I'd go two over Wentz. Wentz has looked miserable. That offense, like, it's Jonathan Taylor and nothing. It's essentially turned into Derrick Henry to basically be on that team instead of Jonathan Taylor. Sure, I do
0: think that. I mean, we'll see if Vida ends up playing. But the, the Tampa Bay run defense should do enough, I think, to limit Jonathan Taylor from being able to just rush for first downs every time. So Wentz will actually have to pass this week. I don't know if
1: I trust Winston. That's the biggest thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's been all right fantasy wise. Like in games where he's had to throw,
1: until lately.
0: Yeah, well they just Jonathan Taylor just runs a muck over everyone.
1: (laughs) That's really what it comes down. Jonathan Taylor just ran ballistic over the Bills. Yeah, but there you go. the, The
0: Bills hadn't really played anyone yet. Like the Bills defense just might be a fraud.
1: No, but I mean the Bills on even adjusting for opponent were better than the bucks were heading into last week. Yeah, but
0: it's hard to adjust for opponent if you don't actually play anyone. They played Derrick Henry and got <laughs> crushed.
1: Okay. i yeah, just telling you. Fair. I'm not disagreeing that much. I'm yeah. just
0: saying. Uh defenses, before we let you get out of here. Uh I went kind of off the board with defenses this week. I was I'm riding high after my Texans call last week, uh, which won me some gish on the DraftKings. I'm probably gonna go back to the Texans here. i am at number five this week. Their defenses surprisingly good at getting to the quarterback and thus creating turnover opportunities. But Patriots, Eagles, the football team, Browns, Texans, Jags against Atlanta, another team that's seen its pressure rate go way up the past three weeks. Cowboys, Panthers, Bears, Rams is my top 10. And then I got Steelers, Bills, Raiders, Bengals, Jets, Ravens, Saints, 49ers, and Lions, if you play in a league so deep that that's basically the only team available to you. But uh, I like... I think like Jags and Texans is where I'm going on DraftKings this week at uh, 23 and 2200 bucks. I think they're great streaming options.
1: I think so as well, especially if Zach Wilson is back at quarterback. There's is he, no question. Is about he going to be back? I said if I don't yeah. know. I said I if, mean, even if, if it's
0: Flacco, I think you're fine.
1: Uh, the funny thing is, is I think Flacco's better for, for not giving up as much to the fancy points of that. I'm trying to like think of how to phrase that I think Flacco's worse for the, for the Houston defense than he is Wilson but it's still not a bad play I'm not disagreeing with you Texas I just I'm saying it would be even better for Zach Wilson uh the only one I look Ravens with broken why are we still throwing Baker Mayfield out there I don't know. and ask you that's and I know they're run heavy but the problem is is whether it's Baker Mayfield or it's case King like they're just getting hit Hit And that's why Baker's broken right now is because they're giving up they're like that's the bet. So it's the sacks and it's the sack potential for potential interception, especially if like Humphreys out there. Uh, that's really, I'm not saying put the Ravens all the way up by like the Cowboys. I would just play the Ravens. I put the Ravens over the Raiders against the Cowboys, even without CD lamb and. Oh, it's it, probably it, where it's if, Ty- it.
0: if Tyron Smith doesn't play in that game with the way the Dak has looked. I mean, the Raiders are still generating the most pressure from their defensive line of any team in football. And just after watching how the Chiefs got into that backfield last week, the Raiders are going to get there even more if if Smith's not playing.
1: It could be or it's, again. I just go back to I think he just leaned on the run 40 times in that game.
0: Maybe. But again, I think this game is going to be a little bit closer.
1: OK, so that's where I'm at
0: with that game. All right. Jake Seeley. TheAthletic.com, 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday morning. Or I guess if you live in the central time zone, it would still be Tuesday. Or on the West Coast, it would still be Tuesday. That's when your rankings come out. What else you got going on this week? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah the, the number one anchor accuracy ranking show podcast whatever like tomorrow that's when we do the ranks discussion a little bit different than yours and this is why i like i enjoy doing yours because we actually go through the ranks more the one with jeff is more like it's you know what you could call it like a start sit show basically so that's on wednesdays and then the apa and thanksgiving just to go enjoy thanksgiving how, how about that although you already had yours
0: yeah, but I enjoy American Thanksgiving far more than I enjoy Canadian. You get to Thanksgiving. watch
1: football all. Day yeah, long. I just
0: I, I basically take the day off and watch football. I got Meanie coming over. We got we just got a whole crew coming over. I got people to take the day off. It's oh, gonna nice. be fun. It's like a gathering of friends to watch football.
1: It's, I should have flown up.
0: Yeah, so listen, but <laughs> you, you gotta spend it with your. Oh wait, family. you said
1: you said friends. Uh, so, hey, we're yeah.
0: friends. How dare you <laughs> say the word? No, no, no.
1: I was saying that to me. Like you wouldn't consider that you took it the to backwards. I was being self deprecating.
0: Oh. Well, I okay. thought you said that we weren't friends. And you know what? I'm going to make you be my friend. Okay, pal? For Thanksgiving. That's what <laughs> okay, I'm thankful for, that we're friends.
1: I'm not your pal, buddy.
0: I'm not your buddy, gay. Jake Sealy, at <laughs> OwenKidTheAthletic.com. Everyone out there, once again, uh, get into that draw for, for I'm giving three people 100 bucks. The Apple rating and review. Leave your Twitter handle or email address. Play in the Listener's League. Sub to the channel. And more importantly, everyone have a really safe and happy Thanksgiving. Wishing you well out there for both Thanksgiving. Oh.
1: Oh. Oh. Jason Garrett's fired. There you go. Berkeley, number one running (laughs) back this week. Happy. No, because you know who gets to replace him? Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens,
0: that's right. Oh, God. All (laughs) right. Berkeley staying where he is. Hey, thanks for that. That way I don't have to do like a preamble before the show. If people watch the entire way through, we will now be good to go. Everyone out there, be safe over the holiday. Have some fun uh, and win some money this week or win your fantasy matchup, okay? I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Mayo
1: Experience! Experience!